listening to Workplace Perspective, an employment law podcast raising the bar at workplaces everywhere. Workplace Perspective is a regular podcast series for employers and employees focusing on education, training, and the law to help organizations of all sizes develop and maintain successful workplace relationships. The opinions expressed by guests on Workplace Perspective are their own and should not be considered legal advice. And now, here's your host, Teresa McQueen. Thank you, James, and welcome everyone to Workplace Perspective, where we are striving to raise the bar at workplaces everywhere. Today, we're talking with author, speaker, and partner at Next Step Partners, Rebecca Zucker. As a leadership expert, Rebecca helps businesses create positive change within their organizations. Today, it's all about exit interviews, as Rebecca shares with us her thoughts on why exit interviews are important and how both employer and employees can make the most of them. It's going to be a great show. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Workplace Perspective has a new website. Visit us at www.workplaceperspective.com. Check out our new look, including our featured guests and archive sections. Share us with your friends and colleagues to help us continue to raise the bar at workplaces everywhere. Welcome back, everyone, and welcome to Workplace Perspective. Rebecca Zucker. Good morning. Nice to be here. We're really happy to have you here. Before we get started with our topic, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. I'm an executive coach. I co-founded a firm called Next Step Partners. We are a global leadership development firm, and we have about 50 coaches across the U.S. as well as Europe and Asia, and work with senior leaders in virtually every sector, every function, helping them to tackle new challenges and to develop to new levels. All right. Well, wonderful. Well, you are going to be a great resource to talk about our topic today, exit interviews. So I want to start with just talking a little bit about why they're important, Um, because I've heard we have had clients before where we recommend it and they're like, no, I don't know. It doesn't seem like, you know, I just don't want to give someone a chance to just complain and so, and then I have other, I had other clients who were super excited about them. Oh yeah, we do them. They're great. So let's talk about why, why they're important to do. Well, first, let me say, I love that some clients really are excited about doing them because I think everyone should be excited about doing them. I think it's a key part of being a learning organization and exit interviews are essentially feedback. And this is an important feedback loop for the organization to collect pretty much unvarnished feedback about how people feel while, why, to me, why they are leaving, which can be a whole host of reasons, some of which may have nothing to do with the organization, but chances are they have an opinion about what's working well and what could be working better. I like that phrase, learning uh, organization. Tell me a little bit about about what you mean when you say that. Sure. There are two types of learning. Excuse me. There, excuse me. I'll start over. There are two types of organizations. There's learning organizations and there's performance organizations. They're not mutually exclusive. Let me just say that. But a lot of times we see organizations focusing solely on performance and not learning. 
And becoming a learning organization requires instilling a lot of things into the culture, like psychological safety, so that it's okay to make mistakes, for example, and people step back and learn from those mistakes so that they can do better next time. So oftentimes when you have a, an organization that is heavily execution oriented, they are moving so fast and charging ahead that they are not stopping to learn from what's going well and from what's not going as well. And so when an organization is very thoughtful about being a learning organization and building in those pauses to step back, reflect, and learn, they're more likely probably to be like your client who is excited about doing exit interviews and hearing what people have to say. Yeah. As I'm, as you're talking, I'm thinking they just go hand in hand, don't they? Because an organization who's more um, where it's not okay to make mistakes, like everybody's fearful of making mistakes and that affects the culture and performance and overall I think that's a great way to talk about it is if you are a learning organization and you truly care, then the exit interview is going to be of tremendous value because you're going to take that information and hopefully use it. Right. Right. And the clients that you referenced early who really don't want to hear what people have to say, part of it is probably they are scared to hear what people have to say and are sticking their heads in the sand a little bit, but they probably are that very heavily execution-oriented organization where they don't want to slow down to hear what people have to say because that's just going to derail them in their minds when in fact it might help put them on the best path forward. Scared to hear what people have to say negatively about the company, but then do you find that those are the same companies that are coming to you and saying, we don't understand why we have such high employee turnover and people are, you know, unhappy and whatnot? Yes, because they have a big blind spot and they haven't made the effort to uncover that blind spot. And an exit interview is a great way to do that, right? Yes, it's one way to do it. Absolutely. Before we take the break, Tell me about what you think is possibly one of the biggest mistakes that employers make when it comes to the thought process behind exit interviews. That is a good question. I would say not seeing it as a key part of the offboarding process, something that you really want to strive to get very high compliance on and you know, not scheduling it for the last day, because first of all, the person's totally checked out. Second of all, they may have a goodbye party and the meeting gets blown off and then they're gone and, you know, good luck getting a hold of them. <laughs> so I would say really <laughs> being diligent about scheduling this with, you know, not their last week, um, but with enough time where they can sit down take a breath and really engage in a meaningful conversation with you and to make sure that meeting happens. But I would say another mistake that organizations make is they may collect all of this information. They may even synthesize it and aggregate it and discover some themes. And then they either don't communicate it to management and, or they don't act on it. So I would say that is a huge loss. Absolutely. It's such a great opportunity, um, as we're going to talk about when we come back from the break. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to hear more from Rebecca on making the most of exit interviews. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
Take a step toward bringing our country and community together. Start a meaningful conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step. A message from StoryCorps, Love Has No Labels, and the Ad Council. If you enjoyed today's show, do this. Share us. Like us. Give us a review on your favorite podcast app. It means a lot to us, and it ensures more people tune in and raise the bar at workplaces everywhere. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking with Rebecca Zucker about exit interviews. So let's shift gears a bit and talk about some practical ways to make the most out of exit interviews. Um, Let's start by talking about the employer perspective. Tell me a little bit about some practical ways that employers can really make the most of an exit interview. Well, I think first is you want to create a safe environment for people to be really open and direct because that's what you want. That's what is going to make the feedback the most helpful. And you should be very clear upfront how the information will be communicated. So will it be aggregated anonymously with other departing employees feedback, or will it be communicated sort of individually, but still anonymously? And if it's the latter, somebody may still be hesitant for fear that they might be able to be identified. Then again, they may not care because they're leaving. So each individual is really going to be different, but the safest would be to aggregate feedback anonymously so that you can see real themes because that is uh, clearly going to be the most uh, sort of high value action areas where there are clear themes. Do you feel that which of those ways do you think provides the better aspect of it Um, where it's more of an anonymous way of doing it, sort of a collective thing or the other way that you mentioned? Well, I think it should always be anonymous. Uh, The person's identity should be protected. And I do feel that aggregating a number of exit interviews together to identify the dominant themes as to perhaps why people are leaving or various aspects of their experience that were either good or not so good at the company would be helpful to know. And then as far as the exit interview goes, do you think it's better to do them in person or via survey where it can be a little more anonymous or a combination of both? You can do a combination of both. I do think you really want to have that qualitative aspect of a live interview, whether it's by video conference or in person, because then you get to ask probing questions. So even on the positive side, they might tell you their leader was really inspiring and a really good manager. You want to know what they did that made them such a good leader. What were the actual behaviors? And conversely, on the improvement side, you very much want to know that detail. If they felt, for example, that it was a toxic environment, don't assume you know what that means. You want to probe and say, what made it? so toxic for you? What wasn't working? What behaviors were offensive to you? And really probe deeper so that you can get more specifics because the more specific it is, the more actionable it is. And you can only really get that through a live interview. Because if they do a survey, 
you're not going to know what they meant when they checked a certain box. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I think, do you find sometimes that people, you know, while they're willing to fill out a survey, that when someone takes the time, someone from the company takes the time to actually follow up on that survey, do you think that there's the opportunity that they're going to share more than they did uh, or explain more? So you kind of have that opportunity. Yes, I think that's the goal of the one-on-one interview is to give them the opportunity to expand on their answers from the survey to ask any clarifying questions or, you know, to the extent that there were qualitative questions in the survey. Um, Oftentimes people can be pretty vague when giving feedback. So again, just to probe into more specifics around those answers. What would you say are probably either one or two most important questions that an employer should ask on an exit interview? Well, I think there are a few, <laughs> more than just <laughs> a few. Um, You want to know, one, the reason for leaving. It may be that they're moving to be closer to family. It could be something completely unrelated to the company. Or as I mentioned, it might be they found it to be a completely toxic environment or anything in between. They may have gotten a better offer that's an opportunity to collect competitive information that can help you benchmark. Um, You want to know how well their job was structured and if they had the appropriate tools to succeed. And you also want to know if they felt as though they had good opportunities to learn and grow. That is a key reason that people leave organizations is lack of career development opportunities And you also want to know how they feel about their manager and other leaders in the organization, because that's another key reason that people leave is they don't necessarily get along or see eye to eye or um, care for their manager very much. And then finally, what did they like most about their job and the company? And what are their top recommendations for improvement? Because that is really the goal here. This is part of a continuous improvement process and getting that feedback can help make things better for the employees who stay. From the employee perspective, that's also a key thing to keep in mind. Some people, like I said, may be checked out and they're out the door and they don't really care what happens after they leave, but good leaders make things better for other people. And so as a departing employee, you can look at this as a personal responsibility to share your feedback to help make things better for your former colleagues. I want to ask you uh, one more thing about the employer side before we kind of switch and talk about um, the employees in our last few minutes. What to do with that information once you get it? So what do you think is the best thing to do? I've seen different things. I've seen where it goes out in a report to, you know, management, to, you know, just discuss here it is FYI, I've seen it where it's gone out to management where they're allowed to give a response. What do you think is the best, best method to to sort of use that information once they've gotten it? Well, assuming that HR has conducted the exit interview, which is the majority of cases, it absolutely needs to be communicated to management. That is the, the main themes that they're learning. And there should be a conversation around what do we want to do here and to make decisions about actions to be taken. And they may not act on everything, 
but to really find the high priority, high value areas, like I said, where even small changes might make a big difference. And there's actually, interestingly, been research done that shows when the exit interview is conducted by a skip level manager, that is your boss's boss or even their boss, the feedback from the exit interviews is much more likely to be acted on. Interesting. I like that. Um, Okay. In our last, in our last few minutes here, let's sort of switch and talk about if I'm an employee, how can I make the most out of an exit interview and, and why should I? Well, I'll start with the second question (laughs) because as I mentioned, good leaders make things better for other people. And uh, just sort of like voting, you know, it's your civic duty. It look at it as a personal responsibility. It's like they say when you go camping, leave the campsite cleaner than what, how you found it. That's how you might look at the exit interview and um, how to make the most of it. I think really be open and direct and honest. I would say don't see it as a venting session. Don't dump. Uh, you want to be constructive and mature, professional, say what worked and what you appreciated and what really didn't work that would make a big difference for the people who remain. And you know what were the key elements that led to your decision to leave if in fact it was sort of driven by things that weren't working at the company. I love that civic duty. I love that. I love that. It speaks to my attorney heart and they give that speech about why you should, you know, when you're in the jury box and they tell you why you should appreciate being here. I love that. It's kind of the same idea. Like let's make it better for people. I love that. Well, Rebecca, as we wrap up today's show, can you give us your cautionary tales, words of wisdom, or maybe some thoughts for the future? I think that this is, as I mentioned, a really key piece of becoming a learning organization. And we as individuals, whether you're the the person conducting the exit interview or you are providing the feedback in the exit interview, this is really great practice in giving and receiving feedback and being able to learn and grow from it, whether it's at an individual or organizational level. And so I think that that's something everyone can get better at. And so we should all be doing it. I agree. Thank you so much, Rebecca. That's our show for today. Thank you for joining me and our listeners and for sharing your thoughts and expertise. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. You can learn more about Rebecca by visiting nextsteppartners.com. That's nextsteppartners.com. You can also connect with Rebecca via our website at workplaceperspective.com. I want to also thank our listeners, my radio angels, James and the Nave at Night, and Workplace Perspectives team extraordinaire, our engineer and producer, Paul Roberts, our associate producer, Melissa DeLacy, with music provided by the very talented Stephen Versaloni. Thank you all for joining us on Workplace Perspective. And until next time, keep raising the bar.